Welcome to the EDM Producer Podcast. This is the show where we talk to EDM producers from around the world, ask them how they make their music, what software, what hardware they're using in the studio, how they're marketing their stuff, and just try to get out tips to help you guys out there become better EDM producers, better musicians yourselves. We always have an amazing producer on the show. Today is no different. Calling us from Vancouver, Canada is Matthew1626 or Matthew Brown. What's up, Matthew? Hey, Steve. How are you, bro? I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Now, you mentioned before the show that you, uh, you'd like giving out information, helping producers out there. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that you feel that way. This is what the show is all about. Absolutely, man. It's just all about encouraging and inspiring one another to, to uh, grow forward, right? Absolutely. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, like a little bit of your history and the kind of music you're doing? Yeah, um, got into DJing uh, about 2002 uh, after uh, being an event planner for a few years and uh, slowly got into the production role back in about 2008. Um, my company that I do some events under is called Unity Presents and short form for that is up. So um, it just kind of uh, keeps me focused on you know, the type of music I'm making. I'm always trying to keep uh, positive lyrics uh, inspiring beats, melodies, um, as you know, uh, as a real focus in all my tracks. Um, definitely a wide range. I'm anywhere from tech house to progressive to some new disco. Um, so I'm definitely you know, pretty much all within the house genre, but definitely, uh, you know, tapping into a little bit of new disco and the indie dance vibe these days as well. Cool. So, yeah. Very cool. And you said you had something exciting happening right now for you. What's going on? Well, this last few months has just been great. We've uh, signed uh, signed a track with a great label out of Munich, Germany called De Palma Records. And um, it's run by a great DJ over there and producer as well, Yves Maraska. So, uh, yeah, we were just really fortunate with that. Um, it, was a, it was an interesting story because uh, that project, uh, the track called I Pray, um, it was quite a team effort there. We brought in uh, vocalist Skyla J. Uh, her husband, Ozzy to Osman, and uh, I work with my engineer, Jamie Cues, uh, on everything that we do. So uh, the team of us there ended up putting together quite a quite a beautiful track. Um, good friend, Cleo Kinetic out of Brazil. Uh, he heard it. He was so inspired. He put it on to uh, a girl in New York City. She goes under uh, Tina Tinchakilla. And if you uh, Facebook that, um, the last name again, Tinchakilla. So... Uh, She's just been amazing. She put me in touch with Eves at uh, De Palma, and um, yeah, it's just been amazing. Eves is, uh, and De Palma are really positioning their artists incredibly well. Um, they're getting their music uh, exposed on a global level, and uh, that track's been. Uh, it was put on a compilation. It was top. It was number one actually in Germany, top ten in Spain and Italy, uh, in Russia, top ten, and it was been top fifty in several other countries over there as well. So. Uh, big thanks to the De Palma family for for all they've done with that track, and that's an example of the type of track that we're really just proud to get behind. You know, it's a uh, it's a positive track. It's giving people hope. Uh, it's not preaching, but it's definitely just uh, trying to you know ha you know help people look at things half full, and um, you know an example of the type of material that that I love to be you know get behind and, and be a part of. Wow, that's amazing, man. Good job. Thank you so much, man. We're so excited. So there's more to come with that track. It's going to be, it's going to be put on another compilation by uh, another huge label. I can't divulge it just yet. So, um, but there's there's lots there's lots of plans for that track, and we're just also uh, looking at you know some publishing deals as well right now with it. So super proud of that. Great. That's exciting. 
Where could people get that? Is it's pretty much everywhere? Track source, Beatport, iTunes. Okay. Uh, it's all listed there. Very cool. You can search under De Palma, D-E-E-P-A-L-M-A records, or you can search under myself, Matthew 1626 altogether, and um, you'll find it on any of those mediums. Cool. And we'll, we'll throw the links up at the end, but your website is djmatthew1626.com, right? That's it. Okay, cool. Awesome. So um, you said you started out as an event planner, were you, and you were DJing back then too as well, I'm assuming? You know what? Back in 2000, uh, I wasn't DJing. Uh, I was strictly a promoter and uh, running an after hours here in Vancouver, Canada. Um, production company was called In Bloom Productions, uh, which my company now, Unity Presents, is a bit of a derivative of that. It was uh, just a community of us getting together, trying to throw great events, and, and we did just that. I was working with uh, uh, my partner at the time and, and our main DJ, Eric Hassan. Um, and, um, you know, from that, I was just also super inspired myself. And, uh, a couple of years later, or about a year later, actually just started, uh, started on the tables on the tech 12s vinyl and, uh, started growing from there. So awesome. And then you, you did that for several years. And then you said, I got to start producing around 2008, 2008. Yeah. I just said, uh, it's time to, it's time to really get into this and, uh, start creating the sounds that I wanted to hear and, right. uh, some of the elements I wanted in, you know, in involved in tracks. So um, so yeah, the process started around there and it's just been evolving ever since. That's awesome. It sounds like fun. What program do you use to make your music? Well, we work, uh, we use a few different programs. Um, in my studio here, I'm using reason to, uh, generate some ideas. Um, I've got a zoom recorder that I also uh, capture ideas and, uh, capture vocals or, uh, instrumentation from, from some of the crew that I work with. And then when I work with my engineer directly, uh, Jamie Cues from Creative Studios in North Vancouver, um, he's using Logic uh, as well as a multitude of plugins. So, um, uh, and then we've got a vocal booth in there. And uh, you know, if we're using a drum kit or instrumentation, we're we're micing things up properly, just like you would a band, and bringing them into uh, bringing them into Logic. I got gotcha. you. That sounds like a pretty complex operation you got going. You know what? It's uh, yeah. I'm just super thankful because uh, you know Jamie's been an engineer and a mastering um, uh, specialist actually all his life. Uh, so he's got you know about forty thousand hours under his belt, and um, you know working with him it just really helps expedite the process. Uh, it allows me to uh, you know act more as a co-producer and uh, you know really focus on focus on the vibe, the ideas, and, and I have someone that really helps me execute, uh, the fine, fine details. So oh, it's, man. it's a real, it's a real blessing that way. I wish we all had a Jamie. Yeah, man. You know, I, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just super thankful. He works with a lot of artists. He's, uh, he started in hip hop, but he's also had quite a bit of success in the house realm. Um, you know, even years ago he was put on a compilation by Marcus Schultz, which did incredibly well. Wow. And, uh, and then he focused on hip hop for quite a while, but uh, as of a few years ago, him and I have teamed up and really just, uh, yeah, just really, really appreciate working with one another. That's great. It sounds like a good time, man. So when you guys do write a song, tell us about your workflow. How do you, how do you start it? How does it go? How do you end it? How does it work? Well, a lot, I'll start the idea myself. Just uh, I'll take just a lot of quiet time, um, you know, going out into actually going outside down to the beach. Um, just figuring out exactly what I want the theme of a track to be. Um, you know, I'll decide on sort of a decide ahead of time on the BPM. Um, again, decide on, you know, sort of a main melody. Um, 
uh, I'll use other tracks as examples, which I'll send to Jamie as well, uh, which have elements in them that I love, um, as well as uh, you know the length of the track. Those are things that we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll work out the details once I'm in the studio. Um, so that's how we get started, and then once we get going, I head over to the studio with him, and we're kind of locking ourselves in there for sort of an eight-hour session at a time. Um, you know, when we build the track, you know, I find it, sometimes we start with a bass line, sometimes we start with a kick, um, sometimes we start with just some white noise just to help us along. I do a lot of the white noise and stuff, the, like a Vox style, kind of a beatbox style. I do some of that myself, which also just, you know, can help us... Um, um, just can help the track push along so um, and give us a starting point. So there's a very, very f there's there's a few ways in which we can potentially start a track. And you know what? I don't always know how that's going to go until we get to get into the studio there, uh, and him and I kind of decide together, you know, how we, you know, how we're going to move forward with this. He he gets a little bit of inspiration and he'll hear something and we'll go from there. I'll hear something, build from there. Um, Sometimes if we're bringing in, like in this case of I Pray or another track, which is going to be coming out called While We Still Can, we have a vocalist there. And, um, you know, we'll get sometimes get the vocalist or the uh, instrumentalist to to do their part, which also spurs us on as to where we're going to have a starting point, uh, that kind of thing. Gotcha. So it sounds like a natural evolution. Just what inspires you and what just comes out is the direction you go. Absolutely, and we're, we really are trying to pay attention to that. We're not trying to force anything, um, and we really take the approach of less is more. Like we really like yeah. to let our tracks breathe. Um, I've got a Mandela track that's just come out. Uh, actually, hit yesterday on Beatport out of uh, with Mandarina Records out of Mexico, and um, that original is an example of just a you know it's it's a progressive track, but it's just got a lot of room to breathe. And we we really feel that some of the uh, yeah, some of the quieter points in a track are just as important as some of the buildups and, um, you know, some of the noise. So I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. And in fact, more and more every day, I'm listening to Electric Area on my Sirius XM radio in the car. Sometimes after about 10 minutes, I have to turn it off because I just feel like I was assaulted by noise. You know, <laughs> so I love that you let your songs breathe. It's such an important part of it. It's funny, my brother. My brother's a drummer uh, with Art of Dying. Quite a quite a great drummer. They've been signed under Warner for years, and and him and I grew up listening to rock and roll and ACDC and all that stuff. And him, it's funny. We go back to you know we we actually use ACDC as a bit of an example of, you know, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're just trying to choose our elements very carefully, and then when we build a track, just really let it breathe and let those elements. If we've chosen those elements correctly, whether whatever since they might be the kick. Uh, uh, things like that. I mean, we, you know, um, then we don't need to add a ton more to, we just, we just let, we pick the right elements and we let them do their job. Yeah. And you can kind of know if you get it right, you just hear it and feel it. You do. And Jamie and I together, we, we, we both, if we both really like it, I mean, he's got a little different taste and I've got a little different taste, but if we both find that happy medium, that's usually the point where we say, okay, it's time to move forward to the next step. As long as we're both feeling that we know we've got the right recipe. Right. Now that's cool. And I wanted to ask you about that. I do a lot of writing myself, just sitting here in my room, in my studio, um, writing songs by myself. And I think it would be nice to have somebody else there to either like get, take inspiration from or keep you going when you're feeling like you don't want to keep going that day. I think it would just be nice to have somebody else there and to collab with almost all the time. And it sounds like you and Jamie have this like, you know, symbiotic relationship going like that. Okay. I understand. Yeah. And, and to that point, um, 
We do. Um, it's taken a long time to find him and I've been friends for over 10 years. And, um, yeah, so there definitely was a friendship that, you know, that was built there, which really, really helps. I've collabed with other people and, uh, you know, we've had, you know, there's been some, some good outcome, but, um, it can also be a real challenge. So, you know, finding that right partnership, um, is really important. And, and, you know, some of I think the, some of the key elements are just their professionalism, um, you know, the actual studio time together. I mean, we don't, uh, you know, we're not partying when we're making music. We're, we're pretty serious about it. And, uh, you know, we're really on the same page that way about just trying to take our, our art seriously. So, um, yeah, the right partnership can be an absolute gift. Yeah. The wrong partnership, you know, you can be just, uh, you, you, you can almost uh, uh, take a few steps back. So... It's uh, it, they're, they're far and few between. I, I have uh, very few producers that I work with, uh, and Jamie is, of course, my my main engineer that I work with on on most projects. Yeah, it seems like a nice way to work. That's it's good you got that going. Now, who who were your influences that got you interested in this type of music? You know, back right. You know, thinking back as far as ATB, um, Sasha and Digweed, um, uh, Hippie Halo, we got, we, you know, started getting more into the, the deeper house. Hippie Halo was, uh, uh, an influence there. I've had a lot of, uh, local influence as well. DJ Amtrak, um, Eric Hassan, of course. Um, and there's, there's, you know, quite a handful of other people here in Canada that have inspired me. But, um, yeah, that back when I started, it was, you know, sort of a sash and digweed sort of sound. I know it's a little more progressive and trancy but there were just elements there that really inspired me to uh you know to want to get in and produce that's cool now, who who do you like right now oh man um i'm just i'm really loving a lot of the uh a lot of the de palma artists like eves marasca i'm really impressed with all of his work um louis and skibby another uh, another set of his team there they're, they're putting out just some great music um Halo still. Um, he's. I think him and uh, Hippie and Halo are working independently now, as of as are many uh, duos that you or sorry duos that used to be duos. Right. Um, so I'm still enjoying their work. Um, and then a lot of the a lot of the local guys. Uh, a good friend of mine in town here, Skilla, Skla. Uh, he's doing some great work. Um, so yeah, that's to name a few. Anyway. Gotcha. And it it seems like you know you you named uh, several people from Canada. And you're probably like my fourth or fifth Canadian guest almost in a row. Um, it's quite a scene happening up there, isn't it? It's, I mean, everybody I've talked to who's up there interested in EDM not, are not complaining about the lack of like gigs and the scene up there. How, how, how do you feel about it? Well, I definitely think there's a lot of talent in Vancouver. Um, you know, there, there is a lot of great DJs and great producers here. So um, you've got a couple key labels like Nordic Tracks, um, Luke McKean's been running that for years. Uh, he's got a really big artist, Jay Tripwire, who's been around for years and years and actually one of the most released artists in Canada. He's, he's put out so many different tracks. Um, there's quite a few other collectives. Uh, I would say another, another guy, Bryzer Gonzalez has got a collective here and, um, uh, another friend of mine, Todd Watte, uh, from move together events, uh, Another young guy, Dewan Bainey from Contact Records, who I've got some music with. There, there, there's a lot of talent coming out of Canada yeah. and, and Vancouver. Skilla and High Life, Chris Harrington and Uncovered Records, Undercovered Records. Uh, sorry, Uncovered Records. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just I'm also very you know inspired by uh, 
by the local scene here and um, the amount of talent that's here. It's quite, it is quite something. I think there's been a real, um, just a real burst of, you know, of, uh, of the scene. That's for sure. Yeah. It does, really does seem like it. I would go up there. It's just, I live in Florida and it's too cold in Canada. <laughs> Blame you. You know what? The summer's here. If you're gonna if you're gonna head up, make sure it's June, July, August, September, and you'll be fine. And uh, uh, the rest of the time, yeah, I'd probably. Uh, I think Florida's probably gonna be better for you there. <laughs> okay. So, what would you say are some of the most successful actions you've taken to forward your music career? Um, I think just really believing more in myself, and um, and of course, my partnership with Jamie's been instrumental. Uh, you know, there's no getting around that. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very proud to, uh, to have someone of his caliber that helps me execute my vision. Sure. So, so that was that, that's been key. Um, and then really just the belief in myself, uh, you know, that this is the right path for me and, uh, and, and, and this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, first few years can be pretty tough and pretty lonely. you you question yourself. You're not sure if, uh, you know, if all the time you're investing and learning and, um, you know, you're hoping that you're on the right path. So just trying to keep up that belief and, um, you know, and then aligning yourself with people around you that are supporting you and, and positive and um, encouraging. So, but I would, I probably the, the main, the main, main action that's been a big key was, is my partnership with Jamie Q's. There's no question. I gotcha. Now it sounds like it's, it's a killer, a killer way to proceed with a career having like that combination. Um, I'll just, I'll say, well, I'll say one other thing. I mean, I ended up, I went to school, took a, took reason, um, you know, it was very, learned the trumpet when I was younger. Um, so I had a, I had a, you know, musical background, uh, um, but even going to school for the reason program and, and, you know, learning that, and I got quite a few ideas out on it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I still felt that there would have, you know, I still felt, um, there was still a lot of things missing. There were just so many fine details, uh, quality level, all of those things that, um, you know, again, Jamie's just been really able to to bring it up to a world class level, which has allowed me to stay a little more focused on the, um, you know, the the, the co production side, um, you know, getting out the getting out sort of the uh, the art side of it a bit more uh, versus getting so bombarded and and almost, uh, um, I guess, you know, not weighed down, but just really. Uh, yeah, bombarded with just all the details. I mean, if you've ever sat there and tried to do a track from start to finish, plus master it yourself, and all those details, trying to bring in uh, vocalists, trying to bring in instrument, you know, uh, people on saxophone and all of that, and to, you know, it's uh, there's engineers for a reason. Um, yeah. So, and and again, using those live elements a lot more, uh, you just can't get around uh, going into a professional studio to to record that stuff on a on a on, on the right level, you know. Right. Right. No, I have to admit, I'm envious. Like, that's why I said why I said in the beginning, everybody should have a Jamie because it is. You could get bogged down in the technical part of making music and not have that creative thing going on where you're actually like just making music. You're, you're, it's more, more like you're building music technically than creating music artistically. So it's, it's, you know, for a lot of these EDM producers, you have to have that balance, especially if you want to do all the mixing and mastering yourself. So it's a lot of work. Um, but what I wanted to ask you, because you, you mentioned knowing you're on the right path and that it could be tough in the beginning. How did you, first of all, know you're on the right path in your career? And how did you kind of keep yourself going when you, you doubted yourself? 
Well, I, you know, I guess uh, I guess knowing I was on the right path was just every so often, like you know, first couple tracks that got out there. You know, first couple I was trying to get signed. Uh, you know, I was having a hard time, and then finally, you know, I just, um, you know, I, I worked super hard on, you know, with Jamie, of course, and uh, and finally got one out that was really, uh, you know, at a level that I know we were super proud of, and then um, um, Uncovered Records, you know, picked that up, and uh, they loved it as much as I did. So there was. You know, each track you put out, you start to see a bit of the reaction from friends and fans, and uh, you know, it just it does. It's like it's like just a little bit extra confidence. It says, "All right, you know, um, it's not just me that's liking this; it's other people that are inspired." So you just really take from that and build on that, and um, you know, to then also see other producers take those tracks and remix them. Uh, you you know, then you get a remix of your track, which also encourages you along to say, "Hey, you know, what a you know." That was an amazing variation. That's from a producer that I, you know, highly respect, and uh, you know, all that stuff pushes you along. Um, you know, I'd say on a personal level, you know, definitely having to keep myself nice and clean and and you know, uh, clear in the mind. Um, yeah. You know, it's pretty easy to you know, uh, I guess you know, you could be drinking in the studio or smoking or whatever, but really at the end of the day, I mean, it, 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 it you know, sometimes it works, but sometimes it also can just add to that, uh, you know, anxiety or that fear that, you know, and, and so just keeping a real clear head and lifestyle has been something that I'm, you know, not always doing the best job at, but I'm really trying to focus on that because it just, it doesn't, it doesn't bring up that anxiety or those fears it, it allows me to sort of push through those fears and, um, you know, just really inches at a time that way, you know? Oh Yeah. I hear you. That's great advice. Um, especially exercise. It's amazing how much just a little jog in the morning can change your body and that affects your mind, your thinking. And, um, you know, I'm not like against like anti-drinking or anything, but I, honestly, I can't tell you the last time I had a drink. <laughs> and um, I just, sometimes I just feel like oh, I want to keep my my thoughts clear, like you mentioned. And sometimes that's really addictive. That's the that's a drug all on its own. Knowing you're getting things done, you're thinking clearly, and just wanting to get to the next level. So, I, I like what you had to say there. Thanks, man. I couldn't agree more. It's again, I'm not anti anything. You know, it's uh, you know, I, I'm I'm guilty of uh, in the past of smoking and drinking myself. But the, yeah, the clearer I am, the the, the more productive I am. And yeah. uh, you know, you you tend to attract you tend to attract uh, some of the right people too. And uh, it's it's. Uh, yeah, it's part of the recipe that's working for me. Oh, that's great. I love it. So what did you find is the most effective way you found to market your music this far? Um, really finding a, finding, finding a great label that really knows their business and is really, um, you know, takes their business seriously. Um, um, you know, I've, I've had lots of tracks signed, um, but I will say when you, you know, De Palma has been sort of the next level as far as uh, exposure goes and just seeing, you know, seeing a label run uh, that's that's really, you know, um, doing what they're meant to do, networking where they're meant to network. Uh, they're in Europe. So that also is, you know, that the scene is definitely very much respected over there and it's a lot bigger there than it than it is here in, in many ways. Um, you know, that's definitely been a big key. Um, How do you find a label like that? Well, in that case, you know what, I, I, you know, I just, it was actually, they, they kind of found me in the sense that uh, a friend of mine was very inspired by the track. They came running up to me while I was playing locally here in Vancouver. Um, they were convinced it was, uh, it was you know, world-class material. 
put me in touch with somebody that was in New York. They, uh, they agreed, put me in touch with, uh, you know, eventually put me in touch with the label and, and they were right. It was right away. The label was, uh, you know, um, thankfully jumped right on it and, uh, got behind it. And, uh, it's, it's so, it's interesting how that happened. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of like, you know, you're going along, you're going along and, you know, you're just, you're really just hoping for something like that to happen. And, and, um, you know, eventually I, I guess I can say just not giving up and continuing to try to up your game every time you put out a new track, eventually, you know, eventually music's going to find a home. Um, and that's also advice my brother gave me. He said, you know, great music. You just can't keep, you know, you just, it just, it, it, it finds, you know, it finds mm -hmm. ears, it finds homes. And so, um, you know, if you are really making great tracks, they, you know, uh, it's only a matter of time. Interesting. That's great. And you actually, it happened to you by playing it out live. You were actually DJing your own song. That's right. Gotcha. That's right. Good stuff. So what's the best advice you could give to an aspiring producer out there right now? Um, best advice would just be, uh, yeah, it's a tough question. Um, you know, definitely make sure you know what, you know, that you're supposed to be producing. A lot of people I think are producing just because they, they feel it's something that they have to do. So I would definitely say, pay attention to, you know, is it something you're really gifted at or is it something you're really, you know, is that genuinely the path you're to be on? Um, and then I would say, once you make that decision, you know, just do your best to continue fighting through that early stage period. And um, some of those doubts and fears that come on you just, just continue to push forward, you know, and don't be afraid to ask for help because, you know, not everybody, uh, you know, like when you, when you work with an engineer that that's all they've ever done and their gifting is, you know, engineering and mastering, it's like a rock band. I mean, every rock band has an engineer that they work with. Um, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, whether you, you know, you're learning from somebody and, and you're continuing to evolve in your own software or whether you want to work partner with somebody for different parts of the track. Right. Uh, just don't be afraid to ask for help because we all need help. We're always growing. We never, we never will know it all. Right. And um, so, yeah, just because it can be very lonely. You know, you're sitting in your little studio. You know, you're working on things. You don't always have uh, you don't always have feedback from people. Um, so, you know, also, you know, staying involved in a community with other people that are helping spur you along as well is is very helpful. So. I hope that answered it, but yeah, it did. What, what community? That, it's good. What communities uh, are are you involved in to help you do that? Well, I definitely have a lot of musicians and DJs in in Canada here that I that I'm involved with. Um, I've got a team of friends down in Cabo, Mexico. I I go down there a couple times a year to DJ, and I've got some very positive uh, friends and DJs and producers down there. Um, you know, you've got things like you know, you've got your Facebook community, so you can yeah. cultivate you can cultivate you know uh, a, a team there. Um, you've got the SoundCloud community as well. So there's, um, you, you know, by putting yourself out there, you can get feedback and you can get critique and all of that. So you sometimes just have to create that community yourself and, 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 you know, um, put yourself on a few of these, uh, uh, you know, groups, um, and just, and just start talking, start talking, start sharing, ask questions, uh, you know, give feedback, uh, you know, people, everybody needs encouragement. So, you know, we've always got to take the time. I just had yesterday and today I've had a few producers from around the globe sending me tracks to see, you know, what I thought. And I mean, not every track is something that's, you know, necessarily my cup of tea, but there's always a positive comment that I can make. And I, I focus on that and focus on leaving it with, you know, just encouraging them along so that they're lifted, you know, they're, they're, they're feeling, 
encouraged rather than deflated, right? Because oh yeah, it's already tough enough for some of you know some of us and some young producers. It, it's it's a tough run, so that encouragement is really important. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we have enough Simon Cows, I think, in the world. <laughs> yeah, um, I absolutely agree. Especially when somebody dumps their heart and soul into a piece of art they created. Um, you got to tread lightly, you know, like handle with kid gloves, like don't crush somebody. Um, yeah, I like that you do that. I, I'll just I'll just mention, I mean, back when I uh, I made quite a few tracks on Reason and stuff uh, in, initially, and those were tracks that I was using to develop, develop my ideas and, um, you know, you know, shop around a little bit, get some feedback. And yeah, sometimes I got some good feedback and other times. You know, I got not such nice feedback and it, it's very hurtful and, and it is a little deflating. So you've got to be prepared for that. Right. Um, and you've got to be prepared to just push through and say, well, you know, just because they didn't like it um, doesn't mean someone else isn't going to like it or doesn't mean someone else isn't going to see the potential. And so, you know, and I have an exa- I have specific examples. I'm not getting into it or naming names, but I've had a couple examples where I was like, darn it, that really would have. You know, that could have helped me sooner if I just had had that person say, listen, I know you're not where you want to be, but I definitely see some potential in there and, you know, just uh, didn't get anything. So you just kind of go back to the drawing board and you're like, well, I hope I'm even on the right track. Right. You got to push through that time when, you know, you just you're, you're, you're your only cheerleader. Yeah. And you're right. It can be tough. And you also have to understand that that one person isn't Well, you mentioned it. That one person isn't everybody. It's one person and he could be an evil person guy so not everybody's that happy you know not everybody's that willing to uh want to open the door for you you know you know a lot of a lot of people don't they they want to just sort of uh they're not as happy to see other people do do as well or better than them so you've got to pay attention to the you know again going back to just making sure you surround yourself with the right people and positive encouraging people because um, yeah. And the more success you have, the more haters there are too. So yep. you, you gotta, you know, we've got all, you gotta be prepared for some of that. Yep. Great advice. Which one of your productions are you most proud of? Um, well, I'm really proud of the I pray, uh, production. Yep. Um, that got remixed by Geome and it also got remixed by Tossel and Hale. And, um, I've been a fan of Geome for the last six years. So I was just thrilled to see that happen. I also have a, a track called Mandela, which was in tribute of Nelson Mandela. And there were some of his, uh, some of his speech when he was uh, inaugurated as president, president of South Africa. Um, that track is also very special to me. And there was a, there was a big contest that we did through contact records and over 130 remixes came in from around the globe. So um, that's been amazing to also just see how the, you know, the influence that that track has had somebody that was such an important person in the world and a peacekeeper and Hey, they're, they're not perfect. They didn't, you know, they didn't necessarily do everything correct, but they certainly were an advocate for peace. And, um, you know, I grew up with a lot of house tracks that had Martin Luther King on it. And those, those sorts of house tracks really moved me. So I, I, I was so thankful to be able to, you know, do something with Nelson Mandela on there and just yeah. bring a, you know, bring something similar, but a different flavor. And, 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 and somebody who was also, you know, so recognized as a, you know, as a world leader. So, sure. Well, so those, those few stick out, but I'm actually, I'm quite proud of all my tracks. Uh, right from the first one called hold on, which was, uh, you know, I took some samples of Reverend Joseph when he did a big prayer over everybody. When Obama was uh, inducted as president, he just, he did this prayer and he talked about how, you know, let's love, not hate. And he talked about, you know, black, red, brown, white, we're all the same. And, and it's a big part of what I want to 
put out there is we are all the same, you know, we're all one people and we've got to, we've got to really uh, treat each other that way. Yeah. It's a great message. I'm with you. And uh, I was actually wondering where all those Mandela remixes came from. I'm like, wow, how did he get, cause I was checking them out on your SoundCloud and, uh, and I love Mandela. I just, I love that song. Thanks so much, man. That was, uh, I got to give all the credit to Dewan Bainey. He's a, he's a young guy here in Vancouver. His label's called Contact Records. He's just, he's a, he's a, he's a, a great out of the box thinker. Um, this website that does these remix uh, contests, it ended up being something, it just ended up going over incredibly well. And I think because of, uh, you know, because of Mandela's reach around the globe, I think it brought in, you know, uh, it brought in obviously a lot of different remixes. So yeah, super cool to see that. And, um, just super cool to get that message out there, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. That, that's a win-win situation. You know, you're getting a good message out there. You're getting attention cause you have a remix contest and you're getting all these cool remixes coming in. So that's really, seems like, uh, holding a remix contest is a very cool and, um, effective, you know, thing to do. I think so. I think, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't do it on every track, but that, that one there was definitely, uh, just really timely and yeah. perfect. And, uh, uh, it was amazing. It was amazing to see, you know? Yeah. So great. They came, they came in from everywhere. We had a remix from South Africa with Mexico, the U S <laughs> uh, Europe. It was just, uh, and there, you know, there's a, we signed, uh, uh, contact records signed 10 of them. So, um, you know, there's 120 of those tracks that are still out there being played by young producers all around the globe. They never necessarily were signed, but they're still being played at local parties. And, and, uh, you know, that's all I could ask for, you know, is to, uh, you know, just, it was great, a great exposure and a great message and just a win-win. Yeah. That's so cool. As you said. Now, where can people find out more about you and hear more of your music? Uh, you know, Beatport, if you go search me on Beatport, Matthew 1626 altogether. Um, and if you also on Beatport, also a Matthew six or Matthew space, 1626, there's a few tracks there. And, and initially it wasn't categorized, uh, uh, the same. I see. So Beatport's great. iTunes is also great doing a search there. Um, again, my website, DJ Matthew 1626.com. It's got the, uh, my SoundCloud link, uh, embedded in there. Uh, it's got some bio, um, very minimal bio, but, uh, um, you know, it gets my message out there of what, what, I, you know, what electronic music means to me and some of my influences. Yeah. It definitely got the job done. You know, so I, there's definitely room, uh, you know, there's room to chat a little bit more about, and I'm thankful for this interview as well, just to, you know, speak a little bit more about, you know, why I'm involved in it. So, uh, there's room, there's more room for me to, uh, to, you know, share a bit more of that in the bio so that other people can get a little bit more of an understanding of, uh, my MO behind things. Sure. Well, I'm happy to have you on the show. Thanks for doing it. Hey man, my pleasure. Thank you so much, Steve. You have any final messages you want to say to the people before we end off the show? I'll just say thanks to edmer.com for the interview and the opportunity. And I would just say to anybody out there, um, you know, the world needs more positive music. The world needs, um, you know, positive influences. So, um, I just say to anyone out there aspiring, wanting to get into music, it's, you know, whether you're doing it as a, as a you know, professional job or as a hobby, you know, everybody's got a musician inside them. Uh, I'd say stay encouraged, uh, push through some of the challenges that can happen. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's music, it's a world language, enjoy it, have fun with it. And, um, you know, uh, and don't give up because, uh, you know, you never know something could be right around the corner. So, you know, never give up. Awesome. I love the positive attitude, man. You gave a lot of killer advice in this interview. Thank you so much for coming on, Matthew. Thank you so much for your time, bro.
Well, that's going to be it for the EDM Producer Podcast for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you like the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or through the RSS feed. But now, here's a sample of I Pray by Matthew 1626 featuring Skyla J. Purchase this full track on Beatport, just do a search for Matthew 1626.